You're listening to Kaleidoscope, Reflections on Islam, a podcast sponsored by the Abbasi Program in Islamic Studies at Stanford University, dedicated to exploring how people engage with Islam and Muslims today. I'm your host, Ambreen Bhatti, and today my guest and I are talking about Muslim artists. What does that even mean, right? What makes you a Muslim artist? And what can we learn from studying Muslim artists? We'll tackle all that and more in this episode. So, Muslim artists. According to Dr. Munir Jiwa, an anthropologist and the founding director of the Center for Islamic Studies at the Graduate Theological Union in Berkeley, California, it's a category that's both sort of new and, at this point, kind of old. In the late 90s, Dr. Jiwa was a graduate student at Columbia University in New York City, where he was looking at new ways to think about Islam that didn't just restrict Muslims to theology or just find them in mosques. One of the uh, major events uh, that helped uh, me rethink uh, those kinds of boundaries is um, a Ford Foundation-funded project back in 1998 at Columbia. That project was really getting to know what the makeup is of various Muslim communities in New York City. And um, my, you know, we were a research team of 12 and we partnered. So two of us would be assigned to different boroughs. So I worked in Queens, mostly in Astoria, and then parts of Manhattan. Um, and we were all uh, you know, assigned different areas. And what we did is we started with mosques and mosque communities, uh, and then trying to think about who, um, who else lives in those areas, what are the businesses like, you know, what are the um, services that mosque and other services around the uh, uh, mosque um, uh, have uh, for others. And so um, it started out with these mosques because that's the kind of easiest location to identify Muslim communities, but it was a much larger project. And that was 1998. As I was doing this other project with the Ford Foundation, I started thinking about um, the kind of Muslims who don't necessarily identify with mosques or who are not always found there. Um, and that that research kind of led us to thinking about, well, we're getting at maybe 20% of the Muslims by doing this project. Where are the rest of the Muslims? Um, how do we locate them? And so we sort of branched out. We got actually research grants out of that. And I started working with artists because I had known many artists. But I never thought of them as a, as a kind of coherent group that you could study as Muslim artists. Um, they were individual artists who um, happened to be Muslim, but were usually in the art worlds identified by other categories, so ethnic categories, national categories, gender, um, linguistic categories, um, or uh, art historical categories. Um, and then 9-11 happens and something just changes in the art worlds where you start seeing this category Muslim artists. And I became fascinated by it. 9-11, huh? I honestly thought there was nothing new to say about it, that everything that could have been said about that moment in our history had already been said. But this was something I'd never given much thought to. For a lot of us, 9-11 rocked our identities. And turns out this happened to a lot of artists, too. Dr. Jiwa studied a number of artists, mostly women originally from Muslim-majority countries living in New York. 
so I started studying sort of the anthropology of art and a little bit of art history um, and tried to think about what this new category Muslim artists means and the shift. So my dissertation years ago looked at the shift from um, how these individual artists who are identified by ethnic categories or women artists or Arab artists or, you know, um, Pakistani artists now become Muslim artists. Um, even the same artists, for example, um, an artist from Egypt, um, you know, when identified uh, as an Egyptian artist or an Arab artist or a woman artist, people ask very different sets of questions when that same artist is shown and exhibit um, in African art. You know, it's the same artist, the same works, but a different classification, and the audiences ask very different kinds of questions, and they engage the work very differently. Part of it is that they, many of them do identify as Muslim, most of them, all, all the artists, but it wasn't their primary way of identifying themselves in the art worlds. Usually when you're um, pitching yourself in the art worlds or you're exhibited, the identity somehow says something about the art, you know, so we have some kind of correlation. And there's often in the art worlds already a kind of framework within. So if, we're, if you're, if you're um, exhibiting on African art, that already means something in the art worlds. Um, but what does it mean when an artist becomes a Muslim artist? Is, does it relate to Islamic art? <laughs> you know, not necessarily. Um, so I found that fascinating because, you know, um, these artists um, were self-identifying as Muslim. So if you ask them if they're Muslim, they'll say, of course they are. Some of it features very um, prominently in their work. You know, Islamic themes uh, emerge. Um, and they emerge both in terms of identity and their own narratives and their own experiences, but they also identify for some artists through Islamic art historical categories. So they're interested in the formal aspects which have come to be known as Islamic art. So, you know, vegetal ornamentation, the arabesque, you know, or calligraphy or geometric patterns. Um, and they're identified as Islamic because sometimes it's their name <laughs> that gives them away, or they're, they're actually engaging themes from the Muslim world. Um, so it was a very complex um, set of questions that these artists were being asked when they now find themselves in this category, Muslim artists, which becomes an actual, a real category after 9-11. Um, it faded after that. Um, but, you know, uh, after 9-11, this Muslim artist category um, actually emerges in the art worlds and museums. Like Dr. Jiwa, I also don't think that Muslim artists are necessarily creating Islamic art even though we often hear the terms Muslim and Islamic used interchangeably. But is there any way in which they are? Here's Dr. Jiwa again. It's not necessarily Islamic art, you know, so, um, but it may draw on themes. It may be that some artists are trying to create a kind of contemporary Islamic art. Um, and so all of those categories were at play. And I think that's, that's the most fascinating part because you never you often see those as one-off things prior to 9-11. So you'll have um, artists who identify as Muslim who are um, drawing on different themes, but in different contexts. So Shazia Sikandar, who you know comes from the South Asian context, is working on miniatures. You know, um, Shirin Nishat is doing video, but she was actually relating her earlier work to um, her profound surprise and kind of shock, visual shock of. Uh, when she first went back to Iran after the revolution, and that kind of prompted some of her work. Um, uh, Zarina Hashmi, uh, her work could never quite be identified as, um, you know, Islamic, because people would say, well, what's so Islamic about this? Um, even though she was using Urdu recall words and 
does that necessarily make it Islamic? Are the themes Islamic? Is it because she's from, um, you know, a, a, a context of South Asia and India where she's from, where there are significant number of Muslims? So all of these questions emerged as ones that were both um, uh, questions that the artists had now of themselves and starting to recognize themselves as, oh, what does it mean for us to exhibit as Muslim artists? We've never really had to think about it in this way. Um, so the actual classification, and then the art worlds, which um, one could say imposed this category, began thinking about this category, um, and that artists are now kind of um, mediating you know, this sense of, okay, wh what would it mean to exhibit in a category with Muslim artists? And they often found themselves as in this position of having to explain Islam and Muslims uh, uh, to the general public, uh, why Muslims believe X, Y, and Z, uh, you know, what does the Quran say about jihad? And, and so it's, it's a really uh, kind of strange position for these artists to be in. At the same time, I think some of them um, saw this as an opportunity to uh, also think through some of these issues themselves, which they hadn't had to think about so much, um, or they th thought about them in, in maybe different contexts, in their home countries or in Muslim-majority countries, and now having to think about what this means as a minority uh, identification um, after 9-11. That seems like a pretty heavy burden to me. In other words, can artists ever just create art? Does it always have to be political? I know this isn't a terribly original question, so bear with me. It's, it's just that as we talk about Muslim artists, it's something I'm genuinely wondering. Given current events and the events of the last 14 years, when we label an artist Muslim, does that keep us from being able to really engage with her art? These media frames that are operative, uh, whenever we talk about Islam and Muslims, have become so um, scripted that to think of Islam and Muslims outside of them is next to impossible. And these five, what I call media pillars of Islam and Muslims are 9-11 uh, as a kind of temporal frame, um, uh, violence, uh, you know, terrorism, jihad. So I argue, you know, words like jihad and al-Qaeda and Taliban and Madrasa, these are all English words. Uh, and we use them in English. People might not even know the roots. The third frame is the frame of um, Muslim women and, and usually debates around veiling and um, you know their so-called oppression. Um, and now new questions on um, sexual minorities and whether Muslims are particularly you know, um, patriarchal. Um, and it's very interesting because it's not a general question around patriarchy, it's usually the specific nature of how Islamic patriarchy is 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 worse than any other kind of patriarchy. Uh, the fourth area is, um, you know, um, Islam and the West, um, and it's usually around debates on values and whether Islamic values are compatible with Western values, um, and it, you know, forgets the long history of Islam in the West right at the founding of this uh, uh, nation. So, and then the last one is the kind of geographical sort of um, spatial trope uh, of uh, and space of the Middle East that is always this kind of geographic zone through which we always think about um, uh, Islam and Muslims, you know, forgetting uh, the rest of it. So these tend to be um, the five frames, and I they were operative then, <laughs> right after 9-11, and they continue to be even more so. So when you see that um, anything comes up around Muslim identity, including Muslim artists, they have to deal with these five, what I call these five frames. Uh, and usually people are discussing um, or having conversations around uh, within that kind of framework of, of those five media pillars.
So how do we get past these pillars? Is there anything an artist can do? And is there anything we as audiences should be thinking about? The question I'd like to see sort of um, us engage a little more is that we don't create these categories of good Muslim and bad Muslim. Um, you know, the artists, for example, many of these Muslim artists became the good Muslims after 9-11 because, you know, they're supposedly um, making art. That's probably a pretty moderate thing for a Muslim to do if they do or think about art at, at all. So, um, you know, resisting that um, tendency that's usually imposed on the communities of creating, well, these are the artists, and because they're creating art, it's very likely they're, you know, secular or cultural Muslims, or they're Sufi-oriented, or, you know, or they're probably not too theologically committed, um, and therefore they're the good Muslims, we should work with them, we should, you know, and, and, and so I think that um, artists have shown, the artists I've worked with have shown that there's a uh, huge diversity in, in their works, in their theological commitments, in their aesthetic commitments, how they identify, and that's all part of the story. To learn more about the artists we've been talking about, check out our website. After all, no discussion of this topic could be complete without actually seeing a representation of their work. And then get in touch with us. Tell us about the Muslim artists you think we should be paying attention to. Who are they? How are they engaging the questions Dr. Jiwa raises? Are any of them embracing Muslim as a label and not also addressing what he calls the five media pillars? If the answer to that is yes, are audiences embracing that label for them? We'll share what we learn from you on Facebook and Twitter. Till then, thank you for listening, and thank you to Dr. Jiwa for this conversation, and to the Abbasi program, as always, for its support. Till next time.